Hello everyone, this is Will. This is Alex. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Come Out at Night. Ooh, mostly. Uh, before we get into it, uh, go to all our social medias. Um, sorry I didn't post tonight. I wanted it to be a surprise. Mm. Um, I wanted it to be... Uh, all right. You know, just to give you all an idea, because this is a, it's a good one. Um really good some people might argue it's not but you know whatever we'll get they're, to our arguments they're kind of wrong but you know <laughs> it's fine um, you can be wrong anyway go to our social media go to youtubes go to all that good stuff like comment subscribe share with your friends really helps out the podcast we really appreciate you guys thanks all for listening um hopefully we don't lose some viewers on this one but you know you never we know it's fine some. I mean, like games. There's I mean, fans. you know, there are pe- this is growing. It is growing and it is becoming a more popular movie, which I think it deserves. Um, but you know, might gain some fans, might lose some fans. That's just how it goes, yeah. okay? That's I, the name of the game. Only thing I have as far as housekeeping goes is somebody commented. Yes. On our review of a little film that we did, well, called Black Force. Oh god. Which was complete nonsense. Yes. Um, but you may remember there's a man in that movie named Owen Watson. Yes. He was the main star martial artist, and someone commented on that video that he was his kung fu teacher, and that he was the hardest, meanest man I ever met. Hell yeah. And that a bunch of the people in that movie were his students. Hmm. See, where else do you get information like that? I would, yeah. Thank you. Because uh, I know in that beginning of that movie, thank you, you to remember. that person that left that comment because that is actually fascinating. I like that. Because in the opening credits of that movie, remember, it listed all the actors and then under their names, it had their belt. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, that, that that's was that fair. Movie. Yeah, that, that is fair. Um, it was also the movie that uh, made a big deal about how they would employ the use of slow motion to show us special techniques. <laughs> yes, I remember that. So, that was a... It was stupid, but it was That funny. was an interesting <laughs> interesting watch. Um, but anyway, thank you. See, yeah. like, you get that kind of stuff. If you comment yeah. and subscribe, you get shout-outs. So thank you um, for everyone who listens. Again, really helps us out, um, and we appreciate all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, please keep giving us little tidbits like that. It, uh, like, love it. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. It is so cool. Uh, yeah, that, like, anything we can. Anything, have any people get- that extra info we can get we'll have people that like have worked on movies or like worked in the movies we've or watched know the people in them or know the people yeah. or like anything like that is really cool because you don't get that a lot right like no. you don't get like to know a lot of people who have been well, in, in these like in these like really like obscure b, movies b movies that no one has heard about it's kind of uh gives a voice to those people which mm-hmm. is good in a way we're, we're providing a service yeah a service yeah <laughs> um anyway sure Thanks again. Uh, Go like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Uh, And without further ado, here we go. Another franchise film. Uh, We have not watched the first one on this podcast because it doesn't deserve... It's not, yeah. It doesn't... uh, isn't low enough rated on there. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. We are doing it the... uh, Now, I... It's kind of funny because this was... I saw this movie the first time when I was like, oh my God, I must have been like 10, 9, 10, 11 years old or something. I was really young. 
saw it on HBO. And not knowing anything about the, you know. I saw it as a teenager too, and I wasn't quite. I liked it, but if you're an adult and watch it, you get way more, mm. like, of the tone and, like, yeah. the messages that they're trying to get across in this movie. Because I um, definitely didn't get those, but I did like the movie when I first watched it. Yeah, me too. I did, and, I've never um, hated I never, this and, and I didn't, because I didn't know that this movie was not liked when I first watched it. I had no idea. I just watched it blind, not knowing. But yeah, since then, I've probably watched this movie like five or six times, maybe more. And it's interesting because every time I watch this movie, I find myself liking it a little more each time. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I uh, you get more and more out of it every time. Like it, it's definitely like a a rewatch it, and you know, kind of what's going on. And I think too much of the chagrin of like a lot of these like haters of this movie, I think it like it actually makes sense if you really even think about it for a little bit. Yes, because I mean, there is the well, because a lot of people think that like, okay, so the main criticism I think for Freddy fans is how the hell did he get into the real world, which we'll get into, obviously. But like, there are ways you can explain it easily if you want to. Um, but, also, but if you just want to be a hater, that's fine too. But like, yeah, there is reasons it makes sense. If you really think about it in the lore of nightmare on Elm street, which and, we'll get into, this is going to be kind of like a all over the place kind of episode yeah. because it's like Freddy, it's nightmare on Elm street. We love this franchise. It's going to be kind of a gusher. Um, and with this movie and the, uh, little undertones, a <laughs> little, Okay. Yeah, I mean, so, so, I've seen some funny reviews of this movie that you know very much back me up because they're not even undertones; they're just straight up there. But because of things like that, there's a lot to discuss about this movie. Yeah, I there is, um, and like there's this a lot is... to talk about, like historically and what it says, and like how you want to read into this, or whether you don't want to read into it and you just want to enjoy a slasher movie. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to enjoy it. I think our um, enjoyment of it and our, like, kind of, like, what we got out of it might be different from other people. Um, I enjoy this on multiple levels. And, like, you can just I enjoy it as a slasher. I think it's a fun slasher movie. Listen. But I just deeper. If you do disagree with us, just hear us out. There is. You, I mean, I'm assuming most of you know because this film has lots and lots and lots of uh, gay undertones. Yes. And I mean, I'm assuming most people who are into this franchise or into these movies know. If you don't know, welcome. It is to this movie. It, I would argue that it's probably the most queer of the entire franchise. That's not even. Well, this movie is. It's it's very uh, very apparent that this is like there there are so many gay undertones on purpose. It's so it's not like accidentally like yes there. It's it, I, no, this I movie is so gay that it's not even an undertone. Yeah. Even as th- there are scenes in this that even if you want to just completely just blind your like that part of your brain off. I don't see how you can get past certain scenes in this movie and not 
see what it's pushing, like where it's kind of yeah. saying. And listen, like we're not, this is not a political podcast in any way. I'm not no. like, we're not going to say any like radical statements one way or another. The most but, radical statement I'll say is, you know, I mean, gay people exist. Well, I, yeah, I know. I like, listen, we're both. Yes. I, it, for the sake of the argument, we are both advocates. I am part of the community. Yes. So that's all you need to know. Yes. Like you don't, let's not go more in depth than that it's it's a movie review yes. podcast it is not a political review podcast it is not like one and of it those. doesn't and this movie but just just know us, that's where we stand yes. it, like like, we, the, like the themes the themes don't bother us a- alex is an advocate and an ally i'm part of the community yeah. that's what you need to yeah. know that's why we're reviewing yeah. it like and we the are. themes don't obviously yes. bother us they might bother some people Maybe, um, obviously, there's people who don't like it because they think that Freddy going into the real world and massacring people is. Well, too it's, far. it's kind of funny that that's that's the reason like some Freddy fans think that's too far. Also, the it's, fact that this movie doesn't. It's kind of weird because like, I mean, this is the only movie in the franchise where the main character is a, a man. Also, there's that bit. Um, yeah, Freddy is by far in <laughs> this movie. I would say he is by far at his most, like, mean is in it this is, movie. It is a very mean movie. Because, um, like, there's other movies where he's, like, I mean, basically saying one Well, I mean, he, like, he, he, he's, he tortures people and yeah. kills people, but it's more, like, comical. Like, he's like, plays with them. This one, he's just, like, straight up just, like, murdering people yes. and very, like, hatefully killing people. He's, he's finding glee and... The carnage which is called freddy's revenge um the subtitle kind of makes sense but i don't think they needed it i'm pretty sure the subtitle was just uh some producers yeah they're idea. just like put freddy's revenge they could have just called it nightmare on elm street part two yeah that's all you need because it's a continuation because basically the whole setup is there's a new family that moves into the, the same s- house same house um on elm street mm-hmm. um and weird shit starts happening so there's some yes because and in the whole house, which is another way that this movie, I guess, because usually the complaints I hear about are about him, Freddy, killing people. But beyond that, I mean... He affects the real world. He affects the real world. Like, this movie has a big... Um, but if you want to look at it that way, this is kind of a like a possession movie. Yes. And I will get in... Like, I guess we can get into it, because like, if you haven't... If you're a horror fan and you haven't watched The Nightmare on Elm like, Street... If you're watching this podcast, you know we don't... If, if you haven't watched Nightmare on Elm Street... like spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't watched all the Nightmare on Elm Streets and you call yourself a horror fan, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean... Like, at least watch them. You don't that have to... You don't have to necessarily like them, but if you're going to be a horror fan and want to talk about horror movies, go watch the, like, the franchise. Especially, you know... 80s horror movies. Well, kind of have to. Yeah, if you like 80s horror, why are you not watching Nightmare on Elm Street? Just watch it. It's great. And then come back to me. Um, But my argument to people who tell me that, like, Freddy mm-hmm. is, like, why is Freddy affecting the real world and why is he, like, killing people in the real world? It's like, think about it, though. Because mm-hmm. in the first movie, she brings him into the real world yes. to kill him, basically, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, 
In that regard, Freddy learns that he can connect himself to mm-hmm. the real world if he uses, like, a conduit, basically. Yeah. Like, a person. In this movie. And so the new family moving in, he connects himself to uh, our main character, and that's how he can affect the real world. That's my argument. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, take it with what you will, but I think that makes sense to me. Yeah. He, he like, forms a connection with the real world through... A actual living, breathing human. I would say that that's probably the best uh, non um, non gay undertone look you'll get, because uh, because yes, he is he is using. The well, character. okay, so that, I mean that's okay. So like, listen, I agree with the gay undertones because I'm not saying that yes. the, is the message of the movie. I'm no. saying that's like his connection to the yes. real world. The message of the movie is very clearly uh, repressing gay, repressed like repressed gay thoughts and like um, emotions, like homosexual men not being able to come out. Yes, in the '80s, that is definitely that is hundred percent. I don't care if you say it's a hot take. That's not a hot that take. That is hundred percent what the movie is this about. Is the, this is the gayest one of it the is gayest about... straight films. I have ever seen, and I'm not saying that as an insult. Like that is, th- there are scenes in this. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I am perfectly okay with that. I yeah, no, actually, I, like, I, don't, I actually I like that about. We the don't movie. have a problem with that. Um, I actually like, I actually the like the movie this, because of that. The, yes, the fact that they made this in 1985 as a sequel <laughs> to a franchise that is wild. A franchise sequel is wild, and it's like. But that's what I also love is you can do both. Yes. You can view this as just a horror movie, as a if horror you movie want to, yeah. where a killer possesses like a normal a person in the real world, and their like terror starts manifesting itself in the real world through like dreams and whatever. Or you can view the fact that this is a movie. About repressed emotions like lashing it, out. Yeah, I think it's more significant to me. Yes, you know, if you view it as mm-hmm. like repressed emotions, like if you if you view it as it's more, it's way more important of a movie and way more significant if you approach it not just as your typical slasher movie. Well, the thing is, like, and that's confirmed because you know from interviews and there's a documentary about this movie now but all sorts of all the behind the scenes stuff is that that those themes aren't they didn't accidentally make it like that what i like about this movie too is yes the tones are like subtle to the untrained eye i guess you could say it's interesting but like because they don't i mean they like it, it's not like annoying to an annoying degree, but also I would argue it's an important film for um, that because you don't get a lot of, I mean, to be honest, in horror, you don't get a lot of like. We were talking about that before we watched like the movie. Queer stuff. Yeah. Because a lot of horror movies, if you do have a gay character, they're very stereotypical. It's very, they're very flamboyant and they usually die fairly quickly. Well, also, the, the movie themselves. They'll have a gay character, right? Right, but it's not about... But the movie doesn't actually... It's not revolving yeah. around, like, 
um, queer identities or like anything yes. like that. And this movie very does. clearly do, does and is about that. Yes. Is about the struggle in the 80s. For those for... who don't know, like the main actor in this movie um, is a gay man. Yes. He was in the closet at the time that they made this, but the whole crew and everyone else knew the like the writer has admitted that they he purposefully put all this stuff in there <laughs> and the the director said that like he just directed it how he felt and that there were scenes that they actually didn't have in the movie because they thought it, like it was going to be ba- basically detrimental to the career of the actor because it would be too obvious like they they they, they which had is it's 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 good that they did that but it's also sad that they had to do that but again, that that um, also just adds to the fact that it's not accidental. Well, and you know, you may be turning off this episode because it's more of a discussion about this stuff. But I think it's important, and I think it's like this movie warrants. We get we get like a discussion. Like we're not going to get like political here, yeah. but like I do want to emphasize the importance that I think this movie holds for that. Well, yes, because, listen. you know, because like it, it's very clearly trying to get a message across and it's very it's doing it in a correct way in a Freddy yes. movie, which you wouldn't really like think well, of because think about doing the but... thing about horror is like so much of horror is our, you know, personal or whatever societal anxieties or fears in but, but it's put into like genre films or books or whatever. And this is that. I mean, well, and that's like, the genius of it. It is. It is kind of insane that, like, in the eighties, they made this movie championing like LGBTQ yes. identities. Yes. You know, it's like it's kind of insane that they. De- I mean, it's it doesn't go like it's not like this like huge grandiose thing, but it is there, yeah. and it and is everyone who made this now. And honestly, I'm glad. I'm glad they are. Well, but now everyone who made this movie, like, because I haven't watched a documentary about this, but they all say that they are very proud of, like, what they did. And they should be. I think it's important. I think it's, if you're a horror fan and you are an ally or you're part of the LGBT, Or you just want to see. Or you just want to see a good Freddy movie, to be honest. But, like, it's more significant yes. if you approach it as an like kind of an important horror movie well, if you knowing think, if i'm being honest what the undertones are yes because <laughs> and i know we haven't gotten to like any story beats but like it's just i don't know this mo- this episode might be a little different yeah. than what you're used to so I, I guess just... well first because i always remember this because even when i first watched this when i was like a 10 year old i i remember immediately watching it and immediately i was hooked and that is the opening yeah cool because like you know, we get like a bus and it's the students are getting off. It's like a high school bus. And uh, like there's two, two fact, the girls. The bus driver in that first scene. Is Robert England. Is yeah. him in without makeup. Yes. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can see him in the mirror and you see him in some of the shots. Mm-hmm. And they try and trick you at the end thinking it's the same bus that driver, but him. it's not. Yeah. But yeah, he's just driving and everything's fine. The one thing though, and again... It's a common motif in this movie is heat, because um, as you know, Freddy gets burned, burned to death. That's why he looks the way he does. But in this movie, it's like extra 
Because the first movie doesn't really do much with that. But in this movie, it's even more. Because in this first scene, like, we we see our character, and he's, like, sweaty. Right. And he, and he tries to open a window, remember? When he's also, like, your, like, typical, like, nerdy yeah. guy. Um, the two girls of, are, like, sitting at the at back him. of the bus and, like, you know, not, like, awkwardly not talking mm-hmm. to anyone and stuff. And so it, it starts driving, like, super fast. Driving... Well, no, first they drive past, like, one of the stops, and the girls are like, hey, that's our stop. And then the bus driver starts driving super fast. They drive into the desert. And that's another thing I love. I love how it just, like, cuts from, like, this, like... Like, suburban... Idyllic neighborhood to just, like, desert, like, empty. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... It makes it feel like a dream. So they go into the desert, and the bus driver stops the bus, and then a fissure starts, like, going across the bus. And it's like, you see, like, lightning and red lights and and that's what i love about this franchise because it, it deals like obviously the serial killer is all about dreams yes but they make them weird that's what i like because dreams are fucking weird like i mean if you've ever remembered a Especially dream they're fucking weird nightmares yeah and nightmares are even like worse <laughs> so the fact that they like went hard with all these like the visuals and like how the dream sequences play out in every Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. movie, not just this one. On in every one is just really cool how they like went really in depth on like how fucked up and mm-hmm. weird nightmares can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go and yeah, the, these fissures show up, and so then like the whole the ground bus. disappears, and it's on like two. The bus is on like two pillars. Yeah, they have like it's like a giant miniature set, but the bus is on two pillars, and then. Bus driver stands up and it's Freddy. Yep, and he starts coming to the back of the bus, With and his, like, they all like hand. go to the back of the bus, and the bus starts tipping, tipping back and forth, and then it like tips uh, off. Well, no, sorry, but he slashes. At he them. slashes at them and like kills the two girls. Like, well, the kid wakes up. Yeah, and it's like a no. So he slashes, and then it cuts to like the mom cutting a tomato, and then they're all getting ready for breakfast, and then you just hear a scream. Yes, and the little girl is like why can't jesse just wake up normal you know because he keeps having nightmares yeah well and so kind of applying this is like this has been happening well he also like talks to his mom about how like hot his room is like he can't sleep through the night he's not getting enough sleep because it's too hot Mm-hmm. um the dad's like listen the furnace is fine well and he's like the ac works fine i love i do love how oblivious the dad is yeah, eventually the dad just thinks he's on Which, his kids on drugs. If you, I mean, if you really want to look at it, that could be an undertone too. Listen, because I'm sure someone will tell me, or someone would, someone who's been who who has lived. I guarantee through this experience. I guarantee has had these same conversations with their dad. Well, especially like you know, if you're like trying to live your life how you want to live it. And your dad is completely oblivious and thinks that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like that happens probably yeah. all the time. And if, I mean, really, in this movie, eventually both parents yes think he's cuckoo, and then everyone. But you know, it, it's fine. But yeah, no, you know, they have their breakfast, and the girl is going through. Though his sister is going through like a cereal box for toys, and finds these fingers. These like. Like, like clawed, nails. like clawed nails, and he's like, and then she has four of them. He's like, he's pretty, and he gets freaked out. So then he goes to like school. He goes to school with his girl. 
Um, they like carpool. So yeah, he drives her to school every day, um, and she, you know, she's obviously interested in him, but they're kind of just friends for now. For yeah. now, pretty much for the majority of the mm-hmm. movie, and to, like until it get a certain scene, mm-hmm. which we won't get to because that's the scene that everyone argues about. Basically, Whatever. it's a scene that makes my dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> um there's so uh they go to gym class yeah we might fast track um, do you want to like fast for because we had like that crazy long like conversation at the beginning of this episode we can fast track some of these episodes but we i mean some of the, the episode but like it's kind of important so i guess we'll just go over it it's it's fine we'll it's, it. it's fine whatever it's fine if it's a longer it's episode if it's a long episode it's, it's a long it. episode who cares fuck it um <laughs> So they go to gym class. Uh, he they're playing baseball, and there's this uh, there's this like there's this other guy, and he's kind of like a well, he's really like a showman basically. He's like, he's kind like, of a... like more confident, you know? yeah. And they have like a little tussle. Well, because he hits a ball and like tells the guy to ca- like. So yeah, they tussle. He pulls the the main guy's pants down, and they like you know, tussle around in the. And then the teacher it, like doles out the punishment, but he like he likes punishing the students. Yes, so he makes them like do like a bunch of push-ups like all day long. Yeah, and they kind of like after this, you know, they they, they start they, they kind of like make amends him and that other that other guy. And they kind of become friends. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. They kind of become friendly. And then it's like later that night, you know, he's trying to, the kid's trying to sleep. And he wakes up and again, it's just hot. Yeah. So he goes downstairs into the kitchen. He goes into the kitchen. And, like, opens the refrigerator and, like, something drops out and shatters on the ground. So he goes to get a paper towel and he sees uh, a figure, like, walk past the window. It's Freddy. Yeah. He goes outside and he sees, like, the furnace room is, like, like the furnace is on. Yeah, and he looks, like, into the window of the furnace room and he sees Freddy putting something in the furnace. And then he starts, uh, so he goes back inside and, like, opens the fur- the door of the furnace and you just see a shadow, like, start coming closer. He closes it and starts screaming for his dad. It's someone's trying to open the door. And then he, like, starts walking away and walks right into Freddy. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Freddy tells him, basically, um, you know, like, I, like, kill for me. Yes, like, like, like you're we going, have a special... We have a special bond you're going to kill for me, essentially. And he says this famous line from the movie, you've got the body, I've, I've got, got the, the brain. brains. And then he like literally like removes his own scalp and reveals his brain. And you see his pulsing brains. And then, of course, the kid wakes up screaming mm-hmm. um, and not like covered in sweat. Mm-hmm. And so he goes downstairs um, and you know, talks to his parents again about how hot it is and mm-hmm. um is this where the girl he's been driving to school calls him and is gonna come over i i think so and so he like he's so he's plans on going to her house yes so he's trying to get out but his dad wants him to unpack his room because it's still like cluttered 
So he's like, well, and it's funny because like, you know, how the dad mentioned that the AC was working fine Mm. and everything and, you know, just think it's the kid's room. But it's funny when the kid comes down, you see his dad like fanning himself like it's too hot in the house. Yep. Details. Like you you notice that kind Mm -hmm. of shit. So like um, he's like, nope, you're not going anywhere until you unpack your room. You got to unpack it. So the... Our main guy, what's his what's Jesse? The, Jesse, sorry, yeah. So I'm gonna start referring to him as like the actual name. I don't remember the girl's name, but I do remember Jesse. Um, so Jesse goes back into his room and is all pissed off that he has to like unpack his because he doesn't know where to put all his shit. And so he just like opens a drawer and like dumps a bunch of it out. And he's like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. So then he puts on he puts on a song is, called. Touch me all night long. Yes, and starts dancing. Very famous '80s song. By um, the way. um, you know, it's very good. Oh, listen! I mean, I, the song. The song's good. I mean, it's and then very, I, um, I love how like it's very sus. The scene is just. I just I want to imagine someone completely unaware, unaware of anything, watching this, because. It's so, this scene is so homoerotic. Well, like just it, a little gay child. Well, he's just like, he's living his best life. He's, he's, living he's, his he's life all alone in his in room. In the privacy of his room. With and his, he's uh, like trying to enjoy being himself. With his, you know, totally straight man, Kate Bush poster Which on his it, door. I mean, obviously, if you're part of the community, you kind of get this, you know this feeling. You like, know what's happening. You're when you're in your own space, you can actually be yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the outside world, you can't really show people a lot, especially in the 80s. Can't tell people. You can't really tell people. So <laughs> he like dumps a box of clothes into a drawer and like pushes it closed with his ass. <laughs> and then he, he gets he gets on the bed with like a popper yes. and like starts flailing it like it's his dick. <laughs> and is all on the bed and is like gyrating. How can anyone be mistaken about this movie? <laughs> and he he like starts gyrating on the like bed with these like gold like yes. flashy sunglasses. <laughs> sunglasses. And <laughs> and then right as like his mom and the the one like the the girl yeah the girl He's that, he, dri- that yeah. he drives with yeah um walk in he pops the po- <laughs> he pops the popper and like jumps off the bed. And uh, he's like, oh, oh, magical. He's like, sorry, I just, uh, I had to unpack my room. She's like, it's okay, I'll help. So they like unpack it and they're talking about. Um, well, she finds a diary. Yeah. So it's, it's a. Uh, Nancy. Nancy's. The first movie. Yeah, Nancy's diary um, about, you know, how she was watching the next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny De- Johnny Depp's character, right? Glenn, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, also, I forgot before this, because. Um, he mentioned earlier when he was in like the locker room at school with Grady, the like, you know, jock guy that he's friends with. Yeah. Um, he told him where he lives and that's when he was like, well, there's like basically the whole rumor is that, uh, Nancy saw, um, her boyfriend, her get boyfriend killed. get killed and then went insane. And they locked her in a room. And then like the insane. mom killed herself yeah. and all this stuff. I mean, if you've seen the first movie, you know, yeah. They, you know. But that's what he tells him, and he's like, "No way!" And that, but they find, 
that diary, and it's her, and it mentions it mentions Freddy in there. All this stuff is mentioned, and he's well because he yeah because he reads a passage that's like just about Freddy, and he's immediately like, "This is what I've been experiencing. It's what I've been seeing." Well, and she's like, about. she wants to help him and mm-hmm. wants to like figure out why this is all going on, mm-hmm. and so he decides that I guess he's not going to sleep. I think that's later oh no that's yeah that's sorry that's later so this is like the is this the third? i think this is because i think we get a scene where they're at the school and he's like kind of shooting the shit with uh grady it says and this is where we ask him like do, do you ever remember your dreams yes and he says only the wet ones yep so they're running around and then they're at the, the lockers and they're talking shit about the, the teacher teacher and the teacher is like literally right behind them and he's like, all right, dickheads. And then just hard cuts to the love... push-ups again. Well, because they show Jesse just like rolling his eyes like, God. And then they like <laughs> just show them doing push-ups. Um, then, yeah, then we get that other, then we get the next like kind of extremely um, undertony scene. Because he wakes up again. Yes. And it's, again, it's hot. When he like starts going out, all, all this stuff in his room is like melted. Like there's a record, and yeah. it's like melting. And he goes out, and like a, he goes to the sink, and like a lightning just comes through the window and like hits the rack of dishes. And so he goes outside, and it's like raining. It's raining, and he goes to a bar. It's called like Don's Place. Don's Place. And again, nothing really... Well, like, the first scene when he gets in there, like, the first shot is a man kissing another man's cheek. Yep. And then it, like, goes through, and it's, like, a bunch of, like, BDSM and leather daddies and all this stuff. And it's, like, it's a very... It's very apparent it's a gay bar. I yes. mean, again, if you watch this and don't want to recognize any of this, it's oh, just been, a normal bar. If you've never been in a gay bar, this you might not know... But yeah, your brain well, did. Yeah, the, you you know you I didn't mean, come on. It. No, come but on. But your brain did. How did? How could you not notice it? That's well, my thing. Well, even when I first saw this as like a ten year old, I I I still noticed it. Yes, I was like, that is a gay bar. So he orders a beer, and the guy gives him a beer, and then he like pours himself a glass and looks behind him. Well, no, the a hand comes down on him. Oh yeah, and it's the gym teacher gym teacher in like leather and like a leather daddy uh outfit outfit and he makes him go back to the school and like has him like run around to like punish him when he pushes him into like some chairs and says like hit the showers and then so he goes in the shower and the teacher goes to like his like it's like his gym office or whatever and and gets attacked by balls lots and lots of balls Balls mm. be flying everywhere. There's balls flying. Basketballs, volleyballs, tennis balls. Tennis rackets. Like... Well, the racket starts to go crazy, and then you see the fucking... The wall of, like, the cubby wall with all the, all the like, basketballs no, on it. it, like, turns It, like, turns him. towards him and just starts firing all these, like, basketballs and volleyballs. And then all these, like, tennis ball, like, tubes start exploding, exploding yeah. on him. And so he like, he like lays down. He like gets knocked to the ground, and you see these two jump ropes. 
And they tie around his hands. They tie around his hands and drag him into the shower room. And then he gets dragged in. And he like and he, they string him up. They string him up and then like whip the shit out of his ass with the towel. Cause they, they, it, yeah, because some unseen force rips his clothes off and whips him with a bunch of towels. And then you get this great shot of Jesse just standing in the corner like horrified. And it gets like foggy. And it gets foggy. And then and out it, of the fog, Freddy appears. Comes Freddy, and he slashes the guy's back and kills him. Kills him, and then it, and then know. he like disappears back into the fog, and you see Jesse emerge out of the fog, with the hook, the yes. hook hand. And then it's like it's it's back at the house, and there's a knock on the door, and his parents come in. It's the uh, the cops. Yeah, so they found Jesse on like the interstate. They say they found him on the interstate completely naked. And the dad, of course, is like... Jesse, I got which some Which, again, I'm sure if you're part of the community, you're getting the... What drugs are you on? Who's giving them to you? That's what he asked because he's like... <laughs> a super oblivious dad. Doesn't know what the fuck is going on. I got two on. questions for you. <laughs> what are you on? Who, and who gave them to you? Yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm not on anything. And the mom's trying to be supportive. And like he's like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, and there's, another, there's a scene, I think, after this where... You know, the dad's, like, working on the roof, and the mom's, like, saying, like, I'm worried, and the dad's, like, listen, he just, he's fine. He just needs, like, a good ass-kicking to snap him out of it. Yeah. Which, again, I'm sure people in the community have heard that. Yes. I've heard all of it. But, you know, he goes to school, and there's po- there's police there. So he was wondering what's going on. So he goes up and um, Grady's like, didn't you hear like the gym teacher's dead? Yeah, someone like sliced him up. He he freaks out. Well, because he knows at that point that he essentially did it. Yes. um, Or allowed it to happen, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a scene before this where um, he had another like nightmare and uh, he goes down to the furnace but it's turned off and he goes in there and he picks up the thing that Freddy puts in there. Yes. And it's the hooks, the hook hand. Mm-hmm. And then Freddy shows up and tells him, kill for me. And then like disappears. But the hooks, hook hand's still there. Well, and so at the school, um, he's talking to the, the girl and she's like, well, I've been reading more of the journal and mm-hmm. like, I think we should go to a place that's mentioned in there. Yes. Um, so we can go check it out and see if there's anything that happens. And so after school, they drive to the the refinery. Yes, it's this like abandoned power plant where he Freddy Krueger worked. Well, yeah, she she's saying that he worked there, and this is where he took the children. He took the them. children and killed them all. And I think did they say this is where they also burned him alive in the furnace? Not in this movie. It might be in the first movie where they said that, but well, I know they, I know they burned him alive in the furnace. I just didn't know if it was at this maybe location, but it might have been. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter because they go there. Um, he thinks he's he's not like feeling anything. Yeah, and uh, he sees like a locker, and he goes up to it, and it's just like a fake out jump scare. Mm-hmm. He opens it. There's a, like a, a mouse. Yeah, nothing. Nothing there. And so they go um, back, and she invites him to her party, like her birthday party. Yep. Um, it's like this big party, and because she's like the rich one, yes, it's like a pool party. So I all a bunch of people are gonna be there. Yes. And she, you know, she really wants him to come, but at this point, he's like, 
Well, he's pretty reluctant to like go, but he's he wants... also not well because yes. at this point, he, this is when he's like he's not sleeping, and he's well, starting to take like he's starting to take like caffeine pills, yeah, supplements to like stay awake. Um, and like his, it's funny because he's like looking like shit, and his mom's like, "You never looked better." Like, I, I'm so glad you're getting enough sleep and everything. Like, just yeah. again, the parents are just like totally ignoring everything that's going on with their son. We also get a fantastic scene where it's like. It's just a POV, and it starts, like, at the furnace, and then it, like, races up the stairs and goes upstairs to the house and then comes into the room of the his little sister, and it just, like, goes straight up to her. And you hear Freddy's voice being like, wake up. And then she's like, what time is it? And it, like, cuts back, and it's Jesse, and he's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's late. Go back to bed. And he's he pulls up her her cover. And he's got the the, 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 claw, the claw hand, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's and then you see him like hovering over her bed, mm-hmm. like flop sweat mm-hmm. and like, like, um, and I don't remember when it happens chronologically because it's before the party, but the bird scene. Yes, I, the the bird scene happened before the gym teacher. Yeah, so like basically what happens is they have two birds, and um, it's getting so hot in the house they're all they, sweaty. They start going crazy, and one of the birds kills the other bird. Yeah, because they put like a like a tarp over the bird cage, and it just starts shaking. And you know, Jesse lifts it up, and one of the other birds like mauls the bird to death, and it flies out and like attacks the dad, and then combusts into flames. It explodes. And we also get a toaster going haywire, and like yeah, but starting it's not on plugged fire. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So weird shit is going on. It's getting super hot in the house. Like everyone's uncomfortable. Everyone's angry. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's on edge. And so, next scene is the is it the party? I'm gonna say it's the party. Yes, yes, I think it's the party. So basically, it starts because her parents are there, like chaperoning the initial cooking uh, the burgers and the hot yeah. dogs. And so Jesse's like super uncomfortable with it. He goes into like a little like changing room. And locks the door. And the girl follows him. And she's like, hey, Jesse, like, let me in. Let's just talk. And so and he like, tells her, like... He's like, I don't want to be here. I, this, isn't, this isn't my, like, crowd. I don't really want... Like, I'm uncomfortable with this. And I don't know what's going on with me. And, and I don't want to yeah, be around this. She keeps this. telling him, like, just talk to me. Like, tell me what's happening. What's going on? And he, he can't... Can't tell her. Well, so... And then they start to kiss because she tries to comfort him and they it leads to that that awkward kiss at the, at the start. And then they kiss more and they start like getting into it, like kind of hot and heavy. And she starts like unbuttoning his, well, he starts unbuttoning. Because the parents leave. They go upstairs to like get their Mac on. Right. They go in, yeah, they go into the house and the then. The kids bring all the beer out and everything and. Meanwhile, yeah, they're like they're play kissing. loud music and everything, and then everything starts to lock. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, doesn't he go to Grady's house first? Yeah, he goes to Grady's house first. Well, because um, yeah, he... what? Because what happens is they start making out, and he like starts unbuttoning her blouse, and like gets like halfway down, and like like um, arches himself up, and, and you see a big ass fucking tongue, monster tongue, like comes roll out. out of his mouth, and, and he, he gets freaked out. And he's like, I just, I can't do this. I, I'm, I have to leave. And so he she's, she's like super upset. Yeah. Um, 
And he goes to Grady's house, and uh, he wakes Grady up, like, right over him, covering his mouth. And tells him, like, you know, I'm scared. And Grady's like, what? <laughs> There's a line that he says uh, eventually where he's like, you know, you should just be, like, with that girl. But instead, you want to sleep with me. You can't really make it more blatant than that. Yeah, because he basically goes there. And... Without them actually just kissing yes. and, you know, getting into that. Yeah, like the fucking, the Sheba with the two puppets. Yeah. Now you kiss. Now kiss. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes there and tells them, like, I'm scared. Like, you know, I'm afraid something's going to happen if I go with the girl. One, he's like, he's like, I need you to watch me mm-hmm. and don't fall asleep. Like he tells him not to fall asleep, and it says, like, if you see anything happening, like... Like, wake, wake me, me up. up like, yeah. get some help. Well, so, like, he... Grady completely fails, because, like, the next well, scene, uh, Jesse falls asleep. Well, well no, because he, cause he, he was saying he's fine with Jesse falling asleep, but he doesn't want Grady to fall asleep. Right, so Jesse falls asleep. And this is where the doors and stuff start locking at the... Well, and Grady sees Jesse asleep, and he's like, sleep tight, bud. And, like, he, like, starts getting ready for bed. And then immediately, Jesse, like, wakes up freaking out. He's like, he's here. It's he's happening. He, it's happening. It's happening. And he, like, starts, like, getting all uncomfortable. And, like, Grady's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, what is and going then, on? And then, like, not, like, the claws start to grow out of Jesse's hand. And then, like, his, like, arm rips open. And yeah, his skin and like, it's like sheds off and, and it's, it's like Freddy's it's, hand. it's Freddy's sweater um and so then he like he backs himself against the wall and you see a face start forming out on of his, his chest uh, out like, of his like chest. someone trying to burst out of his chest and Grady understandably is completely fucking like like just shitting himself yeah, but he can't open his door. Right, and when he's trying to like say like, "Dad, Dad, I need you to open the door. Come on, please." And then like you see Freddy's face fully formed on uh, Jesse's stomach, and he cuts Jesse's stomach open and crawls out of fucking Jesse's stomach, and it is a really well done effect. It's incredible because Robert England as Freddy Krueger crawls out of a fake Jesse dummy. Yes. And that's uh, like moving. Yeah, yeah. That's like an animatronic mm-hmm. and like crawls out of him and like goes up to. Uh, well, he stands there as, you know, Grady's freaking out. And then he like he puts on his hat. And then, yeah, like. Well, basically, knowing Grady can't do anything, mm-hmm. like he's going to die. And, and so, like, he chokes Grady against the door and like holds him up. And the dad's like trying to open the door and you just see like the. The claws come through and, and like, slice down. Drag them. down the door. And you see blood like trickling out of the the. And then yeah, his his body falls, and he's got like the gashes in his stomach, and then it like pans over, and it's just Jesse. Well, it's Jesse with the blood. claw hand covered in blood. And he looks in the mirror, and it's Freddy laughing at him. Well, and then he throws the the glove, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the claw glove, at the mirror, and it breaks, and it's still Freddy in the like all the reflections. Mm-hmm. And then you hear like sirens because obviously the dad called the cops. And so just gets freaked out and like gets out, escapes out, out the, the window. window and he goes to the girl and he's like covered in, again, mm-hmm. still covered in blood, blood all over his hands. And at this point, the 
Like weird shit's happening at the party because the well, doors like, are locked. The pool's getting hotter and hotter. The 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 like fucking hot dogs spontaneously combust. And all the beer starts like spraying yeah. everywhere because it's getting too hot and it's like mm-hmm. bursting out of the cans. <laughs> and so one of the guys like takes the hot dogs and like puts the the grill over the grill lid over yeah. it and everyone's like My, our hero. Our hero. The beer explodes. Yeah. Well, and like they're like, can you turn the like temperature in the pool down? And it's like starting to it's bubble, starting to bubble up, in yeah. like places. And so Jesse talks to um, the girl about tells her that you know I killed Grady, I killed the teacher, and I almost I was like I almost like Freddie wanted me to kill my sister. Well, and like he's like I just don't know what to do. I'm so scared and. The girl's like, you have to fight him. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if he comes back, you have to fight. Well, she, because she's starting to believe yeah. all this stuff. She tells him, like, you have to, you have to resist him. You have to resist him. You have to, like, fight him coming back. Like, I know you can mm-hmm. do it. And he's like, oh, no, it's happening, it's happening again. again. And, like, um, you know, he quickly becomes Freddy this time. Yeah, there's, like, a, because I think she goes, she well, he, goes like, to, she he goes to get something and, like, he kneels behind a desk. And then it, you know, the you see hand the... in the sweater comes up. Well, again, it's Freddy. Well, now I like what they did here because, like, he left the glove at Grady's. Yeah. So now it's just Freddy's hand with mm-hmm. the claws because, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't have his glove anymore. Right. So now it's just his hand with the claws on mm-hmm. it. Um, it's kind of a, a a cool thing they did. Fun detail for continuity. Um. And, and so he like gets up and he's like he's like Jesse Jesse's can't, gone. Jesse yeah. is gone he can't fight me. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so he like starts like fighting her in the house. Bites her on the leg. And she kicks him and she like puts up a good fight yeah. and so he he like he corners her and it's like Jesse's voice keeps coming out. Like help me, help me, I love you. And there's, like, people watching through the windows, like, freaking out. And so she's like, fight him, Jesse, fight him. You have to fight him. And then um, he, like, cowers back and then, like, runs through the... Yeah, he runs through, like, this glass door. And disappears disappears. immediately. And all the door... And and the doors in the house open. And you think everything's fine. So the parents are going down to check on their daughter. Mm -hmm. And you think everything's fine. But then, um, because the gate is still locked Mm -hmm. at the, uh, because it it was like a padlock. It wasn't like a, like a switch lock. Lock. Um, and so all the, uh, like the kids are, the teenagers are like understandably like panicking Mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure everything out. And, uh, if Freddie just bursts through the, like the bottom, like of this, like, like right next to the pool and like comes up and like. Chases a guy down, slashes him, slashes him across the face, like and then there's... like another kid gets. Tr- this is this is the the scene where everyone's like, "Well, how do you come into the real world?" Like blah blah blah. Yeah, the scene apparently. This is the scene that apparently drives well, a lot of people bonkers. Which is crazy because the rest of the movie he's in the real world too. I know, if you want to, so I don't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like literally, like all the rest of the movie he's in the real world. I think for some people it's just the fact that like this is one of, if not the only scene in the franchise where he like massacres like a bunch a crowd. of crowd like, like and none of them are asleep yes they're all awake and it's just a crowd and it's just he is out there in the open and it's absolute which i will i i love this scene i will 
say to play devil's advocate mm. i do like the dream sequences too like yeah. I, I like when freddy kills in a dream sequence because it like bends the rules of mm. reality and this scene is very grounded in reality well, what i like i mean not only is the, the fact that it's just chaos um there's people like getting trampled and getting crushed there's people getting lit on fire like it also has one of the coolest silhouetted like freddy like things i've seen incredible incredible soundtrack um but what i like about this scene is i love how fucking vicious it is well it's like we said like mean yeah right because it's like just freddy just fucking people up because like there's the part where he like just guts some kid but the most like quintessential moment is when that one kid's like like you know telling him like calm down like just tell us what you want. Like, we'll help you. And then he just, like, doesn't give a shit. Well, he says, like, help, help yourself. yourself, fucker. And then, like, he throws him, him into a barbecue. And, and then, then like, this, a like... flame starts going up. And he, like, reaches, he, like, you know, makes this gesture towards all these, yeah. like, kids. Like a cult leader. And he's like, you're all my children now. It's, it's such a... I don't get how people hate this scene. And so, it's such a, like, a quintessential Nightmare on Elm Street scene. It's so great. Because, like, if you put Freddy in the real world, that's probably what he would fucking do. Yeah. No, it's just, I just love how it's so unhinged and vicious. And, yeah. But then, you know, he sees, like, like the dad comes out with the girl. Um, I, think her, I think her name is Lisa. Um, and yeah, he, like, Lisa. Shoots and shoots and misses. Yeah. And we keep... But he, like... I keep saying the girl. Her name's Lisa. But um, he sees her, and it's, like, that's the one weakness yes is her so he leaves he like walks through like this like hedge and just it like burns through the yeah. hedge and leaves and then and so like, like where the hell did he go yeah but so she I, knows yeah and so because the parents are understandably freaked out because they they the dad gets a shotgun and shoots the yeah. bowl of fruit oh also earlier um when he was like fighting her she had the knife and she stabbed him but he yes. did nothing yeah like nothing happened. So she knows exactly where he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she goes to the uh, the the power plant. The power plant, and uh, she like stops in front, and there's these two dogs with like with like human, human heads. <laughs> yes, for their muzzles. Yes, no, their whole head is just a human head. Yeah, their whole head is a human head, and they're growling at her, and, and so she, she just... like. It makes her it, way, walks past, and the whole building is like bathed in red and green. Well, of course, because Freddy colors. It's, it's beautiful. Great. Um, so she goes up like a ladder, and she sees like a a mouse runs at her, and she gets scared. But it, like it shows to a, a demon. It mouse. shows like a close up, and it's like this demonic mouse mouth. And then a cat jumps on it. Like a normal cat jumps on it. And then it turns into a demonic cat and eating the demonic mouse. Mouth is like covered in blood. And it has like all these like jagged yeah. teeth and shit. There's also the bit where she's like walking. She she wrapped like a, a cloth around where Freddy bit her on the leg. And she like, you know, she feels something and like opens it. And there's like bugs and maggots all over it. And she like starts trying to brush it off and then looks again and it's, and fine. it's fine. And then there's also a part where she like falls and like is hanging, but then it's like it not she's not. She's just laying there. So she gets up and Freddy's right there. And so she starts like fighting. She's just running away. Running away and he corners her 
and she starts trying to plead with Jesse, who yes. she knows in, is inside of Freddy. You have to fight him, and you have to like resist and like I you know I love you. Like I know there's I know you're still in there, and Freddy starts bleeding where she stabbed him earlier. Come on, Jesse, be the real you. Be the real. <laughs> and she he starts bleeding. And he keeps, like, resisting. Yep, and so Freddy's like, he's dead. I'm not, like, you know, this is never going to work. Like, work, I'm always going to be here. But she, but he keeps getting weaker and weaker. And, and so... She, she goes up and, you know, takes off his hat and kisses him. And the whole fucking building... Starts on fire. Like, everything starts on fire. Like, gas, like... um like steam goes everywhere flames are like covering all the railings and everything mm -hmm. and like the giant furnace lights up again and like all the fire surrounds freddy and then you just see it starts his face starts, starts melting. melting it starts going all uh raiders of the lost ark on us yes raiders of the lost ark but with uh like gory muscle tissue yes well yeah way more violent yes um and... not milky and then um, you know, he falls over, and and she she's like the fire dies down, and she like sees it get back up, and you see Jesse like tear off the burnt flesh of Freddy, but he has like all over his body, and uh, it's clearly Jesse, and so she's all happy. They embrace, mm -hmm. and then it's a little while later, and then you know they're, they're on going a bus. to school, everything's happy. And then he tells, tells her, like, yeah, like, I can't believe that happened. And she just says, let's not talk about let's it. Let's not talk about it, which, if Again, you want to look into it, there it is. Can. It's there. It It's it's just so apparent. It's right there. It's so right in your face the whole time. Don't talk about the, you know, the r raging gay inside you. Yeah, don't, don't talk just, about don't it. Talk just about it. just repress it. Just ignore it. I'm sure nothing mm -hmm. bad will happen if you do that. And then, God. you know, they start going and he's like, I think this bus is going too fast. And he's like, no, I'm serious. It's going way too fast. And he, he, like, up he and gets like, up. Yells. He's like, bus driver, what are you doing? Like, st slow down the bus. And then uh, the bus, it's just the normal bus driver. And he's just stopping. And, he, picks and he, up. Like, he opens it to pick someone up. And so they're like, oh, okay, I think everything's fine. And then there's like this, like one of her friends is behind them and she says something and uh, a fucking hand. Like Freddy's hand comes out of her chest. Comes out of her chest. And then they, the bus just again veers off and, and drives like off into blasts the desert. into the desert and uh, no credits. To an old timey song about dreams. Yep. What a great movie. I, I love this movie. And again, it's like. It's more relevant yes. now than it ever has been. If you want to, because it's like, yeah, you can look at this as a slasher, or you can look at it as, you know, a movie I don't know. That, I think there's like there's a lot of layers to this one, right? It's it's good and it's like well done, and it's well written, and you can clearly tell they were going for something. You can tell that, yeah, it's not like they did, it, none of that was on accident. They didn't no. do that because, like, you know. Like some, like, you know, people make fun of the Top Gun scene where the they're playing scene. volleyball. Which is, here's the funny thing. Um, I, I do love Top Gun. But it's just funny because, like, that scene in Top Gun is so tame compared to certain scenes in this. Well, it's because that was, like, an accidental. Yeah. Home. That's the difference, right? Yes. That was accidental. 
But it's still they like... They just thought that looked cool in Top like, Gun. Just, get, just a bunch of shirtless, muscly dudes just playing, playing volleyball. volleyball. And people ran with it. And, and they put like, over... Um, now know, now it's a huge meme. Put put a 80s pop song over it and you're golden. Yeah. Well, and that's because it's like show, showing like macho... Yeah. You know, it's... It's accidental. It's that, guys that's, being dudes. That, that's the that's the difference. That's accidental because they want to show macho dudes yeah. playing volleyball and having fun, being friends, yeah. because they're about to go to war. Yeah, this is on purpose. This like, is yeah. It's this is it's like right there. It's very in your face without being like too pandery. I would say. Well, it's weird because it's it's without being too on the nose. Yeah, it's very. Say. It is subtle because I mean, mm-hmm. it's the '80s. You can't just uh, like. I mean, unfortunately, you couldn't just. I mean, you could. You could, but for but, a movie like this. But I think it would be kind of like a studio franchise movie. I think it would have been the wrong thing to do because I think it would have been ignored highly if they did that. Well, it's also something that I just don't think. I don't think a studio would have done that. Studio, yeah. Any producer would have allowed i mean that. studios kind of shy away from it even now so it's like i mean even now yeah it's like kind of there's very few like mainstream big budget like gay movies so don't even get started on like a franchise well yeah exactly yeah um so to do this like on a sequel to like a, a slasher movie it's pretty bold and i like it i i think they did the right thing i think it's like it's a really cool just like really relevant to today like i said oh yeah and just really well done i don't know like the acting's good like the camera work is awesome like everything is just right where it needs to be in this mm-hmm. movie um to give the message and to just be an enjoyable movie too yeah like even if you like i don't know if you i guess if you don't agree with the message which i don't really get but like anyway do you do you um yeah i mean it's it's a movie you can still watch it yeah. and enjoy it just to kind of I don't know, turn your brain off to that, which I don't, again, I don't understand, but you do. How you, yeah, how are you going to do it? Um, good luck, but uh, I don't know. I love this movie. I think it, it's a really good, um, it, it, it is not my favorite Freddy movie. Um, Dream Warriors has that. Um, Golden. That place, because it's so good. Um, no undertones on that one, but. Uh, just fun. Just It's really just fun. But, but this, this one, this one is like, I think just really, really well done. And I liked what they did and like the message they were trying to get across. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I really liked um, it. You know, every time I watch this movie, I I like it even more. It's true. And it's, it's almost scary because I'm at the point where there are things about this movie I prefer over the first one. And if I watch it enough, it, it might even... I honestly, because I, I will say that this might be the hottest take yeah. of our entire episode. Oh. This might be better than the first Nightmare. Here's Nightmare. what I will say: I love the first one, but I always thought the last act of the first one was weaker than the um, first two. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. Like it's, it is kind of a little. If you, I'm trying to like tiptoe around because I know there's a lot of fans of the first one. Obviously. But even people who like it's it huge. say that. But, like, the whole, like, home aloneing the, like, yeah. Freddy at the end was kind of, like... It's, like, it's... I, I don't have a... I, don't I get what they're going for, yeah, I get the I get the idea. I get the idea, but I just don't think it was executed as yeah. well as they probably could have Because done. when you th- compare that to this, and you get the, the one-two punch of Grady's death and the pool party scene, 
I mean... Well, I also like how, like, much, like, crazier and grounded in reality this one is. Because it's not just dreams anymore. It's, like, this is real life and this yeah. is, like, affecting, like, a bunch of shit in the real world. Yeah, like, um, almost like, um, you know, real internalized homophobia would. Well, it's also, like, you know, because I love, like, old school, like, possession movies. And this is basically like that. Because Freddy is is essentially possessing Jesse, which is why he has that connection to the real world. And my, that's, that's why all this weird Mm -hmm. shit is happening. That's what I see. Like, that's how I interpret it. Like, maybe someone has a different take, but that's, that's what I saw. Well, I also like that it, it has a theme. Yeah. Everything's connected around heat. Yes. It's not just like, you know, I don't know, like other possession movies. It's always like, oh, someone bangs a fucking door or some shit. But in this, it's like, almost all of it is based around heat and temperatures and like right it's just a very from from the the very first scene yeah it's a very like sweaty stressed experience and and like i mean i always you know i've always loved i i like the actors in this like you know i mean i think the 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 main actor is fantastic the look of the movie I don't know. I there's so much to like in this yeah. movie. Um, that I think it's incredibly bold. If you that ha- they even like the fact that they did even this, did this, like especially because like the actor at the time wasn't out, and he still took this movie with all the shit that is in there. It's extremely bold. I don't know. I really appreciate that mm-hmm. though. I like how bold it is. That's, oh yeah. That's why I think it's an important and good slasher movie to watch. Yeah. It's like kind of iconic if you really think about it. But um, yeah, I would argue um, it's all there. Like you know, I mean, listen, he's he, he loves his friend. Yes. This. What, what can I tell you? He, he loves does. his friend. And you know, it all goes to shit. <laughs> It really does. Well, I mean, like most Nightmare on Elm Street movies, it all goes to shit. Like everything goes to shit with Freddy. (laughs) Um, So, but it's just like, and even that is like, it's almost, it's perfect, right? Because it's like, he's in a room with his friend who, if you want to look into it that way, he has the real affection for is that guy friend of his. Yes. And they're in the room together and it's just the fucking internal monster completely, literally rips out of him yeah and ruins the and destroys destroys everything that he like he like built and it's just it's perfect it's just there it's a great movie like obviously i don't even know if we need to do a shitty to pretty like i you guys know like this is a fucking nightmare on elm street movie it's a straight up fucking awesome great 80s movie definitely go watch it if you have not seen it man if you haven't seen this movie, boy, if you're like us, I implore, you are in for a goddamn treat. I implore you, if you've only seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street, please give the yeah, other one. If, if you've avoided this one because you've heard things, just watch you it. have to watch I this. I guarantee if you're a fan of the first one, you will like this one. Mm-hmm. The, the visuals are fucking insane. The effects are crazy. Uh, it's just really good, like, death scenes, really good, like, ev- everything about it is good. Mm-hmm. It's just a really good movie, and they're all good. Just go watch all of them. Just watch the whole franchise. Yeah, just enjoy um, all of them. Just enjoy every single one of them. All the different 
the different experiences that they have to offer. It's a beautiful franchise, and I think I'm pretty sure they're, well, it's our podcast. We're, we're probably going to be doing all of them. Yes, we will. I mean. I'm just, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't need, it's our pod. We can do what we want. It's like that old song. It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Yep. It's our podcast, and we'll review what the fuck movies we want to review. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. We can make it as uh, we're just gonna have a gale time. Well, okay. and we hope you guys will too. I hope you come with the. I hope we, you know, have convinced you to go watch this movie if you haven't. Yeah. Or if you're like us and you've also loved this movie for years and years, and you just you love being the fucking odd oddball. You're not alone. Like, yeah, you're not alone. Like whoever loves this and movie, listen, you're not alone because we love it too. The army is growing. Yes. Okay. Because we are growing. <laughs> <laughs> legion is growing okay because we get it <laughs> all right, all right, exactly it is becoming more and more popular and more and more relevant which i love um so it will always this is one of those it's things it's always going to be relevant it will it, always be relevant it's a good like time capsule movie time capsule even today yes time capsule or not it will always be relevant but the historical aspect of the fact that this was made when it was made by the people who made it is with the money is wild. It is wild, and I love the story behind it. I love like everything about mm-hmm. this movie. It's just really good. If you haven't, know, it's a ten out of ten. If you don't need to know the shitty to pretty, honestly, that's not um, even. Yeah, it's not even fair to do that. So um, there's no way this would not get a ten out of ten. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, hope you've enjoyed this longer episode. We just had to. It's it's. I don't know. I'd argue it's an important movie. So like we had to go into it. Um, Listen, I was looking forward to this for a while because. This is one of those movies that just it it asks for discussion. Yes. Um, if you've made it to the end of the episode, thank you so much for listening. Yes. Um, as always, for they mostly come out at night. This has been Will. This has been Alex. And we will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Touch me all, all night long. long.